On July 2nd, 2018, the Young Democrats of America announced the site of their next national convention, Indianapolis, Indiana. The convention saw notable speakers and attendees including 2020 presidential candidate Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi. Trace and I, with Students United, secured press credentials for the keynote speech by Mayor Pete Buttigieg. And as we waited for Mayor Pete to hit the stage, we saw someone else walk to the podium, a younger guy we hadn't seen before. I turned to an Indiana politics reporter I knew who was sitting near me in the press corps, and I asked him who it was. And all he told me is that he was a rising star. And it wasn't the last time I would hear that. This is Indy Speaks from the Students United Reporting Network. I'm Trace Held. And I'm David Wolfbender. And today, we are proud to kick off this season with our first installment of Better Know Your Indy Counselor. With who? Well, a rising star in Indiana Democratic politics, Counselor Keith Potts. The day is November 4th, 2019. There are 25 people sitting on the Indianapolis City Council. 14 Democrats, 11 Republicans, and tomorrow, on November 5th, there is an election. All 25 members are up for re-election, as is Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett. On the national level, there is a lot of discourse flying around. There are big statewide races in Virginia and Kentucky. Democrats are trying very hard to take back the Virginia legislature for the first time in decades, and there is a very competitive Kentucky gubernatorial election. The national rhetoric was moving like crazy. And President Trump held a big campaign rally in Kentucky for incumbent Republican Governor Matt Bevin. You got to vote because if you lose, it sends a really bad message. It just sends a bad, and they will build it up. Here's the story. If you win, they're going to make it like ho-hum. And if you lose, they're going to say, Trump suffered the greatest defeat in the history of the world. This was the greatest. You can't let that happen to me. Well, it did happen to him. The Republican governor lost. But that clip is a good example of the national rhetoric before the election. In the heat of all this national controversy, and even in the course of a presidential impeachment inquiry, there was a question as to the impact that this national rhetoric would have on the Indianapolis city elections. The Democrats were hoping for a big year with a big turnout. But in an election year that didn't feature a presidential election or a midterm, that was going to be a hard task. There were many races that the Democrats were targeting to win. And after the night was over, Trace and I took a close look at the new map and compared it to the 2015 election. And there was one overall conclusion. That blue wave that we talked about for the 2018 midterms was certainly present in the 2019 Indy City Council election. The Democrats won 20 of the 25 seats. And one of those winning Democrats was Keith Potts of the 2nd District. I am Keith Potts. I am the Indianapolis and Marion County City County Councilor for District 2, which is Broad Ripple up on North through 96th Street between roughly Ditch and Keystone. We should disclose that this interview was not the first time we had talked to Keith Potts. After his speech at the Young Democrats of America convention, we spent about 10 minutes having a conversation with him. He was a candidate then, but this time he was a city councilor. So we wanted to ask him how he was going to take his rhetoric from the convention and turn it into action. And there's one part of his convention speech that we need to review because it really shaped his candidacy. Message of fear. 
He is young. He's a millennial. And that night at the YDA conference, youth could have been considered the theme of the night. Pete Buttigieg, the famed presidential candidate who Potts opened for, is also a millennial. Here's what Buttigieg said. And I'm so thankful for the chance to join you. And I am proud to consider myself at least a relatively young Democrat. So we asked Keith Potts about that. Why is it so important to bring youth to the table? It's just an incredible opportunity to be able to serve at such a young age. I am just 30 years old, which for high school students, you'd think I'm this weird, grumpy old man. But uh, in the city council, I look like the young whippersnapper coming in to shake things up. He really is only 30 years old. That was one of the big demographic shifts that came out of this election. Age. On that night at the convention, you saw two candidates, one for a city election and one for a presidential election. And it was hard not to see them as similar. But let's back it up. Let's learn a little bit more about Keith Potts, his background, and why he decided to run. Uh, I'm a musician and performer uh, professionally, and that work I uh, have continued here in Indy as uh, an arts advocate and educator. So Keith Potts started as a teacher in the performing arts, and he's also a performer. That was him in 2015 singing in New York City. He was a strong advocate for arts programs and schools, and it was the performing arts that brought him to Indianapolis. Uh, it was a performing arts job that first brought me to Indy in the summer of 2013. I was living in New York City at the time, but it was uh, supposed to be just a 10-week gig here in <laughs> Indianapolis in the summer of 2013. But while I was here, I met the man who's now my husband, and so I both fell in love in Indianapolis and with Indianapolis in that magical summer of 2013. And uh, life has changed quite a bit, and I couldn't be happier about it. And it was here he joined a union and got more involved in the arts. And then a few years later, he decided it was time to run for city council. I wanted to be helpful. That's always that's the, the essential value that I was instilled with and raised with, uh, with my parents. But really with this specific district i live up at 96th street and this district comes as far south as 54th street through parts of broad ripple and meridian kessler and i just felt that we needed a counselor who was interested in representing all parts of our district equally we've already discussed how keith potts brings a new voice to the table but in our conversation, he talked about how his campaign is about the city's future. But what I think it does, it not only provides us the opportunity for different perspectives to be heard, it also allows us to think more long-term and more holistically because when I'm talking about what our city is going to look like in 50 years, it's not in the abstract. It's because when I'm still hopefully alive and kicking in 50 years, I want to see the, the follow-through on that incredibly important work. For someone of Potts's age, it's still his future. He's only 30 years old, and it's his opinion that the local government is so critically important. Our municipal government, the smallest form of government, affects so many facets of everybody's lives, and that's whether it's with regard to the public services that are provided on the roads, sidewalks, and bridges that everybody uses every day, whether it's with regard to overseeing the public safety measures that are taken uh, to make sure that everybody is safe and comfortable in our city. Because it is important, many don't realize the impact that the city government can have on people. One thing we were interested in was talking to Keith Potts about his personal priorities now that he is in office. 
the transition from candidate to counselor isn't necessarily an easy transition. But it seems that one value from the campaign will stay with him as a counselor. Keith Potts ran what could be considered a grassroots campaign. When we talked to him at the Young Democrats of America convention, he talked all about his goal of organizing people at a very local level and would all pay off in the long run. He wanted to meet with people all over his district and simply talk to them. Here is what he said in our conversation with him this time. The single most important thing that I can do when a constituent reaches out is respond to them. Even if the thing they're reaching out to me about is a project that we're going to have to look at three years in advance down the road, or it's something that the city might not have oversight over, so I have to refer them to a different agency or a different form of government. But just issuing simply a response like, I hear you, thank you for reaching out, I'll look into it and let you know, it makes a world of a difference. There are a lot of other political priorities that are super important to Keith Potts as well. Public safety is always our top priority, making sure that folks feel safe in their neighborhoods and that we connect directly with uh, communities, with neighborhood organizations to say, how can we be helpful to you? Because public safety is not a one-size-fits-all uh, type of issue and there is no one-size-fits-all approach. So it's important for us to maintain that dialogue. Public safety is an important issue in Indianapolis with homicide rates that have risen in years past. In the new year, families are hoping to see a change in the safety in the streets of Indianapolis. 2018 was the deadliest year on record with 159 criminal homicides. Our Aaron Lish is But balance that with another issue that Indianapolis struggles with. Distrust with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. The IMPD has been trying to use programs that fall in line with community policing, which are policies and programs that try to increase public trust with the communities they serve. Today, civilians and police officers got the rare opportunity to see what it's like to step into each other's shoes. So Lawrence and Indianapolis police met with the community to take part in trading places. It's meant to give an increased mutual understanding of the dynamics of human interaction between you and law enforcement officers. We asked Potts how he felt about that. As far as IMPD and our law enforcement's relationship with the community, I uh, am a big supporter of community-based policing. And I want to clarify for folks who might not know exactly what that means, because to a lot of people, they hear that and it just sounds like there's just always going to be police officers waiting to catch somebody in the act doing something. But from my perspective and my understanding is the intention is that we, we build relationships so that a community has a relationship. They, they can be on a first name basis with the law enforcement that's sworn to serve and protect them. It brought back a memory of something Potts said at the Young Democrats of America convention. So we asked him about that. I said it then, I'll say it again, unapologetically Black Lives Matter. While the intentional redlining of neighborhoods is unconstitutional and illegal, it, the aftermath of it still exists in our zoning laws, in how property is used. There was another political priority of his, and it's one that gained a lot of attention during the election year. Um, of course, infrastructure in our city is very important. We got to make sure that our streets, sidewalks, bridges, all of that is up and running. Oh yes, infrastructure. An issue that potentially defied the mayoral race in Indianapolis this year. 
5,400 red dots or reports of potholes. Seem to be everywhere we go. And with this weather we've had, the roads have been causing havoc for drivers all over snow, Central rain, yes. Snow and more rain is making it difficult to keep up with road repairs. Check out the conditions on Dandy Trail Road over Eagle Creek. Like many streets throughout Indianapolis, drivers are having a hard time maneuvering. So through if you've this driven around Central Indiana the past week or so, you've certainly seen them. We've seen your Facebook posts. We've seen your tweets. We're, of course, talking about the potholes. We're on Capitol Avenue right now. Oh yes, potholes. And it was for that reason that infrastructure was a very important issue in this election. Indianapolis has always struggled with a pothole problem, and in 2018, Mayor Joe Hogsett made an announcement. Today, Mayor Hogsett even saying there is not an area that is not impacted by these potholes. Well, just this morning, Mayor Hogsett joining City County Council President Vop Ossoli and DPW Director Dan Parker for an emergency declaration, which would allow aggressive work to be done on the city's deteriorating roadways. And there was one more piece of policy that Potts kept on reiterating, systemic racism. And overall, one thing that is simply the biggest challenge that our city and any city faces is the aftermath of the implementation of systemically, implicitly racist policies and making sure that we're not only taking steps to avoid making those same mistakes in the future, but that we're taking specific intentional steps to rectify the issues that were created by specific intentional policy decisions in the past. Redlining was one of those policy issues that directly impacted the African-American community. Indianapolis is one of those cities mentioned as having the worst redlining systems in the country, and the aftermath of it is important to POTS. Potts is filled with opinions on a variety of issues, and we knew that going in. So we were interested in his view of an Indianapolis 50 years down the road. In 50 years, I would like Indianapolis to be a model for other cities around the country. When it comes to looking at how we address racial inequities, when it comes to looking at how we fund our parks and public services, when it comes to our... 21st century mass transit system. I want in 50 years, if uh, Albuquerque is making big changes, I want them to be able to say, you know, Indianapolis seems to have it figured out. So let's talk to them and see what they did. And if we can do that in, in as many facets and as many areas as possible, I think that'll be a huge success. We ended our conversation with a simple question. The voters granted Democrats a supermajority on the city council and a reelected mayor. What can residents expect? Residents can expect from this new council that we are going to take intentional, specific, and bold actions to address the problems that we identify. We can no longer be satisfied with status quo or small symbolic changes. And I think both with the uh, um, support that we received from the community in, in November of last year, we know that the, the appetite is there for that type of, of big and bold uh, movement and action. And I, th I think that's what you can expect from this council, and we're going to utilize this mandate to address some of the biggest problems we face. That's Keith Potts' vision of the city council. 
and we hope that we've given you a glimpse into his views and opinions as the City Council continues to pass legislation this year. Reporting for Students United from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm David Wolfbender. And I'm Trace Held. And thank you for listening to Better Know Your Indie Counselor, a series from Indie Speaks. Are you enjoying the Students United Reporting Network's original content? If so, the best thing you can do to support us is to rate our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And once again, thank you for listening.